Welcome to another edition of Revealing the Diamond. I'm your host, Tiaga Prem, and this week on the show, we're going to talk about how to deal with haters and gatekeepers. It's going to be a great episode. Thanks for listening. Before we get into the show, I want to remind you that I've got a lot of courses going up on a weekly basis. You can get them at tiagaprem.com backslash courses, or just go to tiagaprem.com and click the workshop or courses tab, and you'll see them all there. They're evergreen content. We're going to do some things for scripture study. We're going to do some asana practices. We're going to do some more complete sadhanas. If you have anything else that you'd like to learn from me, let me know. You can email me at tiagaprem at tiagaprem.com. But this is a great way for the global community to stay connected with the work that we're doing down here in Mexico. If you want to do trainings, if you want to come down for immersions, if you want to come down and just do weekly practices with me, that's always an option. Just send me a message, tiagaprem at tiagaprem.com, or start some one-on-one mentorship and dive deep. I'm on fire right now. I'm really tuned in, connected to this work. I know it's important during this time. So if you listen to this podcast and you're like, I'm ready, I want to work together with Tiagaprem, do it now. Now's the time. We're going to create some big change on this planet together. I also want to say a big thank you to our sponsors at Minds Dye. Thank you, Minds Dye, for everything you do. I'm wearing some Minds Dye right now. She does custom-dyed fabric. She can make anything. She's very talented. Her designs are unique and one-of-a-kind. If that's something that speaks to you, go to Minds Dye on the Etsy store or check out Minds Dye on Instagram. Send her a DM and get started on a piece today. All right, so we're going to talk about haters and gatekeepers today. That sounds awesome. For some reason, when I say that, it sounds kind of like uh, like a more contemporary <laughs> uh, version of Dungeons and Dragons or something, you know, instead of like trolls and, uh, you know, I don't know, what else is the trolls, like demons or something? Uh, they're haters and gatekeepers. I don't know, it might be a bit of a stretch, but... Let's, uh, let's kick it off. This is an important topic, and I think you'll find great value in this. If you love the show, please rate us and review us. Share us with your friends. That's one of the best ways to support the show. If you want to become a sponsor for the show, that's always an option. Maybe just kick a, kick a couple bucks from time to time just to keep this uh, content going. That's an option. You know, Just reach out. Whatever we can do to keep making this content, I'm committed. I'm here, and I'm, uh, I'm going to do my best to uh, carry this forward, and I appreciate everybody who can contributes to the show, whether it's through sharing, whether it's through just reaching out and letting me know your thoughts on different things, whether it's for regular donations, that there are people who give monthly donations to the show. Um, I'm thankful for all of it. So thank you so much. Um, Let's kick it off with a couple questions here. So here you go. Have you ever had a time in your life when you felt called to do something and people around you told you it couldn't be done? Like you felt called to take on a project or, or create some art or a music project or change your job or change your partner or change your practice or whatever it might be, you know, and everyone around you said like, oh, yeah, that can't be done or you are always changing or you're never good enough or, you know, you know, whatever it might be that you weren't smart enough or that you weren't pretty enough or that you weren't qualified enough or experienced enough or blah, 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 blah. Anyone out there had that experience? And maybe 
that voice of discouragement was coming even from inside of your own mind, inside of your own body. You know, like maybe it wasn't a friend or a family member. Maybe it was the voice inside your head that was discouraging you. In this episode, I want to explore the Sermon on the Mount. We've been doing this uh, series, and I want to look at it through a more modern lens of like, how do we deal with haters and gatekeepers? So the starting point is going to be like, okay, so what's a hater? I think most people are like, got the general gist on that one. Gatekeeper might be a little bit less common, but you know, what's a hater? What's a gatekeeper? Think about that as I uh, as I sort of weigh in on this for the Revealing the Diamond crew. Haters are often people who are insecure, and because of that insecurity, seek to either place themselves above others or tend to diminish their own light, talent, love, etc., and in doing so, tend to do the same to others. This is an ego issue. So you feel insecure, and so you present yourself as better than everybody else, or you're feeling insecure, and you present yourself as less than anybody else, and because of your insecurity with your own self, you start to project that onto other people, push them down, tell them that they're not good enough, they won't, they'll never make it, la, 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 and it all comes out of your own insecurity. So those are the haters. <laughs> and then the gatekeepers um, are people who see themselves as morally superior to others. You with me? Morally superior to others. People who have had some kind of spiritual, social, cultural, religious, etc. awakening some kind of like, oh, wow, I feel inspired to do better, whether it's religiously, socially, spiritually, uh, socially, you know, social justice, that kind of thing. You've had some kind of awakening, but it hasn't matured yet. Okay, so like some, you know, when somebody who's like newly took on a plant-based diet or something, they just like go around and, you know, evangelize this new experience to everyone around them, and they can be a bit obnoxious. And they're doing it for a good cause because they really care about living beings. But then you forget to care about the living being in front of you. You know what I'm saying? Anyone had that experience? I've been that person. <laughs> uh, but, you know, so that, that, that awakening needs to mature. And so they falsely limit the growth of themselves and others by placing themselves above others. Oh, I'm holier than thou because I've made this decision or I've had this awakening and why haven't you? Finger pointing blame. This is often done with good intent, as I mentioned, yet is lacking in compassion and loving kindness. It's like religion without God. When I say God, I mean love. And it's uh, social justice without compassion. I'm also talking about love. It's lacking love. The gatekeeper is the one who's become so good at following the rules that they forgot about why the rules were put there in the first place. Because of love. Okay? So this is the sixth part of our Sermon on the Mount series. I hope you're enjoying this. If you haven't listened to the previous episodes, go back and listen to them. I mean, it's going to take us a while. We're just we're taking little snippets and really unpacking them. And I, I've this has been so helpful for me in my personal journey and practice. And I hope it's been the same for you. And if it has, let me know. Send me a message, tiagaprem at tiagaprem.com or hit me up on Instagram at tiagaprem. That's fine, too. Okay, so here's uh, from the teaching of the Sermon on the Mount. This is Matthew 5, 11 to 12. This is what Jesus said. Blessed are you when people insult you, persecute you, and falsely say all kinds of evil against you because of me. Okay, now before you get all intellectually or like religious baggagey on me, because of me, who's Jesus? The Son of God. Okay, 
Who's God? Love. So who's Jesus? A son of love. So when you choose to act in a way that is uh, um, in alignment or uh, allied with love and somebody says, no, they insult you for that, they're offended by that, they persecute you for that, they speak badly about you choosing love, that's what we're talking about here. You with me? Okay. Then he says, rejoice and be glad. Now, that can be hard. That's advanced practice. You know, the scorpion pose, that's challenging to do in the body. But love somebody who's persecuting you for trying to show up in love, this is advanced practice. Rejoice and be glad, because great is your reward in heaven, for in the same way they persecuted the prophets that came before you. So those who tried to stand in love before you, who let's not even say tried, let's rewind that. Those who chose to stand in love before you, even in the face of insults, persecution, harm, they maintained steady in their commitment to love. Remember them. Okay? Remember them. And you can access that divine love that is everywhere at once. When I reflect on my life, I noticed that the majority of the people I kept close in my younger years were more inclined to encourage me to do things that caused me to harm myself and others. And maybe that's just me. Perhaps you kept the company of people who encouraged you constantly. And if you did, then you have better sort of um, awareness of character than I did as a young person. I really just wanted to be seen by the people who are around me and so i would do what they were doing and generally what the people i surrounded myself were doing was not exactly how i wanted to live that's what they were up to and i was like i just want to be seen because i was insecure you know just one more drink just one more you know joint just snort this pill you haven't had that much to drink just drive home oh let's let's party two nights in a row what's the big deal you don't have to work tomorrow Need I go on? Let's steal this money. Let's fight this guy. Let's. I don't miss those times. <laughs> Not at all. But once in a while, I would have a friend that really saw me for me. And they would encourage me to explore my faith and to meditate and to travel and to think for myself and to go to the party sober and to be kind to the people around me. But back in those days, I was so busy trying to be cool that I wouldn't listen to them despite their solid attempts to keep me on my authentic path. They were actually trying to help me stay on my authentic path. That's, a, that's called a sant or a saint. So thank you for the saints and mentors in my life who have bared with me as I fumble around. <laughs> that's the thing about insecurity. I was more interested in fitting in than I was in Dharma for half my life, 20 years. Maybe longer. <laughs> Hard to measure. But I was insecure. As a very young man, I remember being given a part to sing a solo in our family church's Christmas production. I auditioned and everything for this, y'all. I was like six years old, and I got the part. I was super stoked. Okay, Super stoked. The youngest person in a leading role in the play. I had a solo. At school, I shared this with one of my best friends, and a friend that, you know, I shared everything with and we were inseparable in school and I just couldn't wait to tell them that I got the part with a solo and everything and so I got to school and I broke the news and I was expecting a high five and some words of encouragement and praise and imagine my surprise when I was met with a short 
and confused. You can sing? Yeah, of course I can sing, I replied. He just shrugged and kept on as if this conversation hadn't happened. I was determined to be seen by my friend. And so I invited him to be my guest at the Christmas concert. The night of the concert, I was so nervous. Today, I don't even remember what I sang, nor do I remember if I even prayed to God for support to help carry me through the song, you know, remind me the words if I forget them or stop my voice from cracking my, my young boy soprano church choir <laughs> singing voice. All I remember is that I wanted to prove to my friend that I could sing, that I was worthy to be seen and heard. And I sang that solo with all my heart and soul. After the concert, I was showered with praise from other parents, acquaintances of my family, and little old ladies who told me that they wished that their grandsons would choose to sing in the church. It all washed over me with very little significance. Finally, I came toe-to-toe -to -toe with my friend. He just stared at his shoes. No good job. No, wow, you can really sing. Nothing. I was heartbroken. I remember thinking, thanks a lot, God. It was after that experience that it became clear to me that my dedicated faith in God that I had as a young boy was not cool, quote unquote. <laughs> in fact, if I wanted to be cool, which I did more than anything, remember I was insecure, I would have to set aside my devout faith in exchange for a tougher, I don't care about anything and I don't care about anyone mentality. And that worked. That got me the recognition that I wanted. I sort of stuffed my gifts and talents aside and I got tough. I got jaded and I learned how to hide. Not only my faith, but my pain. A hidden pain that festered and grew over time because I was not willing to stand up for what I knew to be true, for my gifts and talents, for a God that I knew to be love, for the fact that I knew that God loves me, that God is love and loves all of us, and that embodying this truth that God is love, making that a priority in life, is actually super cool. Wasn't ready for that at the time. I sometimes think about what my life would have looked like if I had learned this lesson earlier in life. Instead, it took me over 30 years of challenging lessons to stand up for God, for guru, for self, for love, which, by the way, are all synonymous terms. And I'm still here learning this lesson. As a 40-something-year-old man, I'm learning to choose love, to stand up for faith, to share with compassion, conviction, courage, and kindness. And by the grace of God, I still have the opportunity to learn to choose love even after thousands of botched missions. That's grace, y'all. Learning to lead with love. I can now see that all of those misses are a part of a recipe for wisdom. Yes, when I was growing up, I did have moments where I did stand up for love. You know, someone was being picked on and I stood up for them because I just couldn't stomach it anymore. I did have times where I chose to be kind. I had moments like that. I wasn't a complete lost cause. But I did notice when I did that, 
people did insult me for trying to choose love or walk a spiritual path. And the reason those things were so far apart was that I was too insecure to remain steady. I would just run when the going got tough. But the cool thing is, God never gave up on me. I would go through my karmas or my conditions in life. I would run or get high or deny or hurt myself and others. And then when the time was right and the coast was clear, I would return to love. That's grace, you know. When Jesus says these words, Blessed are you when people insult you, persecute you, and falsely say all kinds of evil against you because of me. What I hear him saying is not only are you covered when you choose to stand up for love, but also that if you miss the mark and choose other than love, because of love, you will have an opportunity to try again. For love. Sometimes people are going to insult you for choosing love. Sometimes people are going to persecute you for choosing love. Sometimes people will try to harm you for choosing love. Choose love anyway. Jesus is reminding us that we are covered, that God has got us, because we are made in the image of God, and God is love. So even the person doing the insulting and the persecuting and the harming of you or those around you is made of love, by love. They've just forgotten because of insecurity, pain, addiction, whatever it might be. That's who they are. In the ancient science of Ayurveda, it is said that the principal cause of disease is forgetting who we are. And what can we do when this happens? We can remember. We can remember who we are. We can return to source. We can return to love. And the experience of this return, the experience of the return to who we are, the waking up to who we are, made in the image of God and God is love, the experience of that is called yoga. And if we do the work to remember, that work to remember can be felt by the world around us, by nature, by the animals, by our neighbors. This is ahimsa, right? the yamas of yoga. Even those of us who may be too afraid to choose love, too jaded to choose love, those of us who have forgotten about love or perhaps are just not ready to choose love, Jesus is saying that we will be supported in our remembering, even when faced by opposition from haters and gatekeepers, just like Jesus was. Let's take a little break here, and we'll get back to it in a moment. Thanks for listening to Revealing the Diamond. I'm your host, Tiago Prem. What's up, y'all? I want to thank you so much for tuning into this show and listening to the show that is really dedicated to sharing spiritual knowledge and spiritual wisdom. If you want to go deeper in some of the practices you hear discussed in episodes like this, a great option is to go to tiagaprem.com and go to the courses section of the website. There you'll find all kind of evergreen content that you can practice along with from yoga nidra to the study of text to physical hatha yoga practices. Whatever it is you're looking for, you'll find it at tiagaprem.com in the courses section, and you can do those from anywhere in the world. 
If you are interested in in-person practices, trainings, etc., I am currently located in San Pancho, Mexico. So if you want to come down and practice, you can find me. I've got regular classes. If you want to do trainings, retreats, that kind of thing, just send me a message and say you're interested. Tiago Prem at tiagoprem.com or send me a DM on Instagram and stay tuned in to tiagoprem.com for more info on how to practice together, how to train together so that we can be an impact in this world, a uh, light of love, a medicine carrier, and a, a yogi of integrity during this time. Thanks for listening. Let's get back to the show. Welcome back to the show. Let's continue in this exploration of what to do about haters and gatekeepers. Jesus goes on to say, rejoice and be glad. Because great is your reward in heaven, for in the same way they persecuted the prophets who were before you. Meaning this happened to many people in your spiritual lineage, maybe even your blood lineage before you, who chose to live in love. Rejoice and be glad because you are saved by grace. Which means you'll have the opportunity to choose love again. And that the reward for choosing love is oneness with God. How does that work? Well, if God is love and you are choosing love, you are choosing God. And choosing God is what heaven is all about. Sometimes it's going to feel like you're the only one choosing love. Sometimes it's going to feel like the whole world is lost, confused, and insecure, choosing to hate and gatekeep. Keep your heart open and your spirit bright. Remember who you are. That's what spiritual practice is for. That's what all the singing is for and the scriptures and the serving and the sweating in your yoga practice and the breathing and the waking up early and all the things you do. It's to support you in remembering who you are. One with God, made by love. My first yoga teacher years ago used to say this. This is how you measure you know, your dharmic practice. If you can't put love in it, don't do it. If you can put love in it, then you're one with God. That's the dharmic way. That's the way to go. And those words still hold true for me today. Even those who are claiming to choose God or love may wind up accidentally gatekeeping in their attempt to be the best at following the religious laws or the societal rules, social rules. You know, like the Pharisees back in the time of Jesus, they knew the Jewish law so well that they disconnected from the heart. And then when somebody was right in front of them, healing people and embodiment of love and doing it on a day when you're supposed to rest, they got mad because it was against the rules. They didn't see the heart of it, that the healing is more important than the rules. The rules were put in place for the healing to take place. If the healing's taking place, you can throw the rules away. Or, you know, the equivalent in today's culture to the Pharisees is the subculture of woke culture. It's attempting to point out injustice, but in doing so, at times fails to do so with compassion and instead ends up gatekeeping and creating rules and hierarchy instead of love and healing. This is very similar. Thousands of years later, we're still getting the same lesson. When this happens, remember there have been people before you who have faced similar challenges. 
haters and gatekeepers, sometimes disguised as friends, spiritual leaders, teachers, and family members, they're all around us. It's just insecurity and confusion. It's all around us. It's the primordial cause of disease. It's a forgetting of who we are. So do your best to meet them with love. That's how you can support someone to remember. And do it in your own backyard, first and foremost. Do not give their discouragement any weight. Bless them. Pray for them. And do your best to love them. God is with you. Love is with you. And the ones who went before you in your spiritual lineage, your blood lineage, who chose to live in love, they're with you too. Those are your guides. Recently, I had a worker come to do some work on our house here in San Pancho, Mexico. He'd been inconsistent and missed uh, many of our scheduled work time sessions on several occasions, like maybe showing up 20% of the time. I found myself getting more and more frustrated with him for not showing up for the previous times. One time, after another missed appointment, I found myself shaking with anger. You ever been so mad that you can like feel the acid in your muscles? I sternly spoke to him about his inconsistency. We just kept butting heads, coming up against each other. It was causing stress in my home, even when he wasn't there. One morning, while I was doing my morning sadhana and reading the scriptures and going through my morning yoga and devotional practices, God, a.k.a. love, spoke to me. Pray for him. And so I began to pray for him every day. And not so much in a selfish way of like, please allow so-and-so to show up for work today. Not that, (laughs) even though that is what I wanted for selfish selfish reasons, but instead praying that he would be happy in this life, that his family would be cared for, that his family would be blessed with prosperity and health. And the next time I saw him, he shared with me that he had been uh, trying to be a better person and had quit drinking two years ago. I shared with him that I'm on the recovery path and have been for years, and we shared a moment of brotherly connection, a moment with God in each of us, a moment of love. And I'd love to be able to tell you at the end of that story and say, you know, and then he showed up for work from then on, and we worked together, and he did a fantastic job, and we ended every session with a high five, and he was always five minutes early. But I can't tell you that. What I can tell you is that my stress around his work ethic has softened, And that my heart is a little lighter, which benefits me and the people who live around me, the beings who live around me. And who knows, maybe he will start showing up on time, fingers crossed, but maybe he won't. Probably he won't. And, you know, in the process, maybe I'll learn how to be a little kinder to people who are difficult to love. That's the lesson here. That's the relationship with God which is what all this yoga is all about. That's what this podcast is all about. It's what this work is all about. So in closing, with response to the question, how does one deal with haters and gatekeepers? Here's my final closing response, inspired by Jesus. How do you deal with haters and gatekeepers? The answer is you do. You pray for those who are difficult to love. You love through the insults, through the gatekeeping, through the jealousy. You love through the pain and through the injustice. You learn to rejoice and be glad through it all, knowing that it's a process and that God is full of grace and that is who you are made by. 
that is who you are. Engage in practices of remembering, prayer, yoga, forgiveness, acts of loving kindness. And when you fall or miss the mark or just aren't ready to forgive yet, our gracious God, a.k.a. love, will give you all the chances that you need to start again, to be reborn again, as long as you're willing to try. Katya, even if you're not willing to try, that's the thing about grace. It's love beyond logic. It's another chance, even if we don't think we deserve it. When we make the choice to love, to show up, even when it's hard, we participate in divine love, which is our true nature, original blessing, a.k.a. heaven on earth. Thanks so much for listening to today's show. Go out there and love those haters and love those gatekeepers and continue to do the practices that help you to remember. Thanks for listening to the show. If you love the show, give us a five-star rating on Spotify or on iTunes. Subscribe to the show on YouTube and work with me. Tiagaprem.com is the space. Or come on down to Nayarit in Mexico and let's hang and practice. Love you all. Have a beautiful week. Bless.